We've got to let go of our carnality. We've got to let go of our stinking thinking. We've got to let go of reasoning. We've got to let go of fears. Because if you don't, you're going to be in a dangerous place. I mean, a few weeks ago, the Lord said those who can't let go, the enemy was going to consume that place in their mind, and you, it's going to be tough for you to get the victory then because the enemy will drive you right out. And the Lord will drive him out because the Lord is serious about holiness, holiness. And this is why the devil's so busy right here, right here. This is why he's so busy. He don't care if you look at these visions and it tickles your spirit or entertains your mind, but when you get a revelation of the process and the positions that the devil keeps you out of, he's going to show up. He's going to show up, and he's going to stop you going to that next position. If he can keep you in suffering, he can keep you from being perfected in God's love because suffering, that's all it is, is getting, having a divine exchange with the Word of God, which is his perfect love. These, these three primary spots, I'm telling you, we've got to nail them. Those of you who want one-on-one -on -one, uh, counseling with me, just set up the time with Verdice. I've already met two people last week, and it was awesome how the Lord intervened and filled the gaps where there's doubt. Because if the gaps don't get filled by a word of wisdom, a revelation of God, then the gap will always be there. And when there's a gap, there's access, demonic access to these three primary spots, which is what? The unknown spot, the hidden spot, and the blind spot. These are three primary strongholds. You know, the devil can't touch you if you are holy. He, can't, he cannot touch you. But if you've got any agreement with the devil, he can touch you. He can try to destroy you. He can't kill you because God has his hand on you. But he can certainly be used by God to bring death to your flesh. These are the times we're in, saints. It, you, you can't cut and run anymore. You've got to dive into God and get this thing right. Because if you don't, he's going to leave a certain amount of us behind. He's still going to love on us, but we will not enter in the kingdom that he's called this church and this this, this, this corporate church to be, to be a light to the, to the world, to be a light to the nations, we can't be dim lights anymore. We've got to be the full glory of Christ working through us, shining out of us. And the Lord said it clearly when I was up here. He said, they, there's some in here that have not fully surrendered. Now, what does surrender mean? Let go of your life. My God, just let go of your life. If you let go of your life, he will grab your hands and carry you away that you don't wish to go because it's a new way that you've never experienced before. And you'll say, God, why didn't you get my attention a long time ago? We've got to understand that the Lord was showing me the last few days that the body of Christ really doesn't understand faith. The body of Christ really doesn't understand what substance is in their faith. The substance of your faith is not what you desire. The substance of your faith is 
the revealed word of God deposited in your spirit, man. That's the substance of your faith because nothing created has eternal substance. Only the word of God has eternal substance. So nothing created can live in your spirit man because your spirit man is eternal. So the word of God revealed to you, listen, if the word of God hadn't been revealed to you, it is not in your spirit yet. It's in your head. And faith is not in the head. Faith is in the spirit. So when God reveals the word to you and makes that deposit, then whatever word he gives you, that is the substance of your faith. That's what you're hoping for, is the promise that's in the word. And that is your desire, the promises of God, that he says it's, it's, it's available to all of us. So when we get a Rima word from God, we got to start meditating on that word before reasoning kicks in because when reasoning kicks in, you just lost the authority of the word. Now you're under the authority of reasoning. That word is still there. It'll still stay there. It won't go anywhere because it was, when, 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 the, when the word of God is revealed to your spirit, man, it comes in contact with it and it's like glue. It's there. So as you meditate on the word of God, on that substance, God will begin to show you how to walk in faith, where to walk in faith, where to go in faith. Too many of us are walking in faith and believing for something that God's not even in. So when I meditate on the Word, the whole time the Lord is, is uh, energizing my faith that came when the Word came, the spirit of faith came. When that Rima Word came and you got born again, the spirit of faith came and hooked up with your spirit man. That same spirit of faith is going to work until you can become completely whole, spirit, soul, and body. But you're the one that has to activate it. What activates the spirit of faith to energize the substance? Obedience. Obedience. Listen, if God has not revealed something to you, I would start meditating on the Word till He does reveal something to you. And then I would, put, I would put all other books down until that word becomes a part of your life. Because it, until it becomes a part of your life, you are frustrating grace all around you. When I say frustrating grace, part of suffering is frustration. You're actually causing grace to suffer. Are you, are you getting this? I heard in my spirit the Lord say there's layers there's layers to the truth experience. And he gave me the layers. He said, the first one is perception. The second one is inception. And the third is reception. Perception is insight, intuition, where we perceive something that's, that, that's truth. Inception is the beginning of something. And reception is the act of receiving what you perceived. So there's three steps to, to grace and faith. These are two spirits that have to work together. These two spirits, the Lord called, told me to, said to title this message, Twin Power. 
twin power. I'm telling you, no wonder the devil came in here to try to stop this show tonight because if you ever get a hold of these two spirits and how they operate and get an understanding in your life of how they operate, the devil is gone. He will flee. He won't have a chance. He don't care if you have faith, but what's your faith in? Is it in the substance of the Word? Some of us are believing God for a house or a husband or a wife. It, you know, that's not the substance of your faith. You got you to you stand on the Word that creates that husband. You got to stand on the Word that creates that need that you have to have. Faith is the power to believe. When you get that rhema word in you, faith comes. It's a spirit. It empowers you to believe. And the same time, oh, I feel the anointing. The same time faith is released, grace is released at the same time for you to, it gives you power to yield to the word that's in you when tribulation comes. And that's how you know the kingdom of God is at hand. Just like the devil came in here and tried to break it up and tried to stop the show, he stops the show when suffering comes. If you don't get a handle on what suffering's all about and stay in suffering, he's just stopped your show. He just stopped your show. But if you understand how the spirit of faith works and the spirit of grace works and the twin powers that God gave you to accomplish the word in you, Become a, and, and cause it to materialize, and you, 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 there's nothing else you do. You won't get a hold of fear. You won't get a hold of anything else but knowing how this spirit of faith operates and the spirit of grace operates. And the second progression, this, this is when you're born again right here, when the kingdom is at hand. The second pro progression of the word is, is when the substance of the word is in your spirit, Faith is the witness of that substance. Now, the spirit of faith becomes the witness of that substance. It's given testimony that it's there and it's real. And the spirit of grace empowers you now to prosper and succeed in bringing to manifestation the materialization of the substance. It's a conception that takes place. Faith is the witness of the seed. Grace empowers the seed and you empowers you to prosper and succeed into the manifestation of the seed. And number three, faith gives witness to what is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. A spirit has personalities. The spirit of faith is the spirit of Christ. The spirit of faith, he is the spirit of faith. So now you have this substance on the inside of you, and now you can see what you're hoping for in the unseen realm. Listen, you can't see it, it's not yours. If God didn't give you a picture of it in the Spirit, it's not yours. Grace is released and gives you power to humble yourself to receive. Because if you're not humble, you'll never receive anything from God. You have to know that it's coming from Him and that you didn't have anything to do with it but obey. That's, that's it. You just had, all you did was obey. That's what grace does. The Spirit of grace What's hoped for is the promise of the Word, which is the desire of your heart. God, God gave you desire, but you don't put your faith in that desire. God lets you know what that Word will produce for you, but don't put your faith in that desire. The only thing we're supposed to put our faith in is the Word of God. Maybe that's why some of us had not got our desires met yet, because we're putting too much faith in the desire. 
the evidence of things not seen is the vision of what is hoped for. You see what's happening? The, the, the Word of God will create the vision for you. If some of you are asking for a husband or a wife, you'll be able to see that husband or wife in the Spirit. We are supposed to live by faith. Now, let me ask you, what is the Spirit of grace? Does anybody know? We keep calling on grace. We keep asking God for grace. We keep asking Him for great grace here and great grace there. What, who, who is the Spirit of grace? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace, and He's in you. So you don't have to call on Him. You see how the devil twists everything up and gets everything off course where your, your understanding is his understanding? You shouldn't have to call on grace. Grace is already in you. What releases grace is your obedience to faith. Then the twin powers come up and they start working for you. And they're doing it while you're worshiping God and while you're meditating on that word and while you're enjoying Jesus, while you're having fellowship with Jesus, while you're just consumed in peace. The twin powers are working for you. Now, if some of y'all are operating in fear, then, then one of those powers aren't working. Maybe both of them aren't working. You've canceled both of them out. Because I'm telling you, when you start stepping out in faith, the devil comes to intersect the spirit of grace. And the spirit of grace is not on the outside. Remember, the spirit of grace is on the inside. So when you start operating in faith, the Spirit of grace rises up. The Holy Spirit rises up and begins to, to wash this area right here. And that's when the divine interception comes from Satan to cancel out grace because grace is what brings the substance into materialization. The Word of God is just a, it's a, spirit, it's a spiritual substance. It doesn't materialize till grace does it. Grace has to do it. So you see how important... It is for the spirit of grace. That's why in this vision the Lord gave me that, that you've got two spirits working to accomplish the, the perfect will and purpose of God. These two spirits started working when you got a hold of Jesus and got born again and started meditating on the Word and was excited about Jesus, and then all of a sudden hell broke loose, and you're, now you're suffering. Well, it's because the spirit of faith got released because of your meditation, and the spirit of grace got released because of your your, your faith in, in the Word of God, and it moved you to a new position. Those two spirits, those twin powers, moved you to a new position, which is suffering. It's a divine, it's a divine call. All these are divine calls. Anytime you're in a divine position, it's a divine call. This calling keeps going, and it keeps going until you go through this rotation. And then once you end up here and you're settled in the calling and end up back here where you... Uh, started, now you're called to represent him. Believe me, judgment has just started in the house of God. And you're going to see some things coming out of people on, on television in this city that you would have never thought they were doing in the dark. God has given us a window to repent before he puts it on public display because it will go to public display. If that's the only way to get your attention, that's what God does. He puts, you on, puts it on public display for, for the for the crushing, for the breaking of the old man trying to glorify himself in Christ's body, in Christ's temple. Calling is an inner urge. You know what that inner urge feels like? It's a place of occupation. It's a place of occupation. That inner urge Christ can only occupy. We can try to fill it with all kinds of things, but 
Only Christ can fill that. Now, suffering means distress, pain, frustration, tormented, a sustain of loss, harm, and experiencing a change. So suffering's not always painful. You hear me? Suffering is not always painful. So don't let the devil lie to you and say, well, if I'm not in pain, then I'm not in that position. Listen, if you are frustrated about something, you're in that position. If you're going through a change, you're in that position. Because I asked the Lord, I said, give me what I need to identify how we know that we're in, in position number two, suffering. And he said those. He said distress, pain, frustration, tormented, sustained loss. That means we're sustaining a loss, something we're being lost out of our life, harm, or to experience a change. So when you're ministering to someone and you see him going through these things, you'll know how to minister to them. They are in a, in a blessed place. Listen, every time you get in one of these positions, you are in a blessed place. It's in, uh, it's in between the positions that we experience the threshold of change. And I don't feel like a blessed place. We're on the way to a blessed place. And that's that new position in Christ. All these are positions in Christ. Being, being Christ growing up in us, that's all it is. Each function of the, of the soul has to go through this rotation to make it whole. So we're going to be on this for a while since it made the devil so mad tonight. We're going to be on it until everybody gets an A-plus on this, on, this, on this teaching because I got irritated with him tonight. The devil doesn't come until he sees something that will set you free. He opposes the truth. There'll be a time where you can just stand and the devil can dance all around you, can't get to you, can't touch you. And it can come just as quick as you want it to come. You just have to recognize the signs of obedience. Some of us have gone back. The Lord will show me some of us have gone back within the last 30 days and, and started entertaining stuff that they know they're not supposed to entertain. But look at all this ground you've got to cover. The devil loves to waste your time. He loves to waste your time. And listen, I know that the timing of all this is right on. Because we got two months to get it right. Because when that, when that South magazine comes out, and the way I've already saw what Titan's done with it, and that hits the marketplace, they're going to be coming. And the only way that we can maintain the presence of God in here is that, that you're free. That when they come in, they won't find any agreement. The devil in them won't see any agreement in you that they have in them. Listen, they're looking for the real thing. This is the real thing, and I'm going to keep it real. I gave my life up for this ministry. God says he will add men to your life. When he does that is when you do this. That's when he adds men to your life, when you totally surrender. And I know everybody in here wants to get it right, but the enemy's first knock is a thought. Small but deadly. Small investment for him but a great return. Y'all been in the church? We've all been in the church a long time. We ought, to, we ought to know it by now how he operates. We ought to know it by now how, know what thoughts not to receive and what thoughts to receive. And if you don't know what thoughts to receive and not, what thoughts not to receive, don't receive any thoughts. Just meditate on the Word. That keeps you safe. Because when you do that, the Word of God says an invisible shield comes up around you because you're trusting the Word. Meditating on the Word is trusting the Word. 
And, and the word says an invisible shield comes up around you. And you know what that shield is? The spirit of faith. Faith. The spirit comes all around you and quenches the fiery darts of the evil one. When he begins to send them, they're extinguished when they hit that shield of faith. Faith keeps you. Are we getting this? Faith keeps you while grace restores you. Faith keeps you in that place, that secret place while grace is restoring your life. I didn't know grace was a spirit. I thought I was calling on grace all my life. I want great grace on this, great grace on that. Until the Lord gave me this vision, and I saw the spirit of grace in the vision. In Zechariah 12.10, I went through Zechariah 12.10 and saw the spirit of grace there. It says the spirit of grace and supplication. The supplication part is what makes you humble. It's the part, it's the part of grace that makes you humble, that causes you to be humble. You can't be humble by yourself because you were born into pride. We're all born into pride. We can't be humble by ourselves. We have to have help. And listen, when, we, when you start meditating on the Word, you get all of heaven's assistance. The spirit of faith, the spirit of grace, and the angels come to your assistance. They are attracted to that substance that's in your faith. And it's easy. It's just this easy. Meditate on the Word. Don't read the Word. The Bible didn't say read the Word. The Bible said meditate on it. The devil wants you to read the Word because reading the Word won't wash you. Meditation on the Word breaks the Word open and releases the Spirit in the Word, and that's what washes us, washes the rest. Listen, the Word of God can't occupy what hasn't been washed. When you, when you try to get the Word of God through reasoning, through a soulish work, and it sticks to your head. Listen, it has no power. That's why religion has no power, because they got it through theology and seminary. It has no power. Even if the preachers are born again, they can preach in the Spirit, but when they get out there in the world, they look just like you and me. They look just like the lost, most of them. But meditation opens the Word up. The water comes out and washes the residue of the fall that's in our heads, in our minds, and then after the washing takes place, the, 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 the revelation comes in and makes its landing because it's clean. Now the functions of the soul is, is producing that manifestation of the thing that you were hope, hoping for. We've got to move from soul power to spirit power. And when you begin to move from soul power to spirit power, it's all gift-wrapped in discipline, discipline. I can tell you, that's, that's, when I look back on my life, what made the difference in my life was discipline, self-discipline. And that's what's lacking in the body of Christ is discipline, self-discipline. I'm not talking about somebody trying to discipline you. I'm talking about self-discipline, our, our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. Listen, I, I, I've gotten a glimpse of this thing. I've gotten a glimpse of where you... You're, everybody's going. And that's why I get so violent when the devil tries to take over a service. Most preachers get up and just start preaching the Word. And there's so many devils in the house, by the word, time the Word gets to your hearing, they stole it. So it can't get planted. It doesn't get planted, it's not going to do any good. <clears throat> I know a lot of you all think that God hasn't moved quick enough. I'm telling you, He's moving now. He is moving now. And He wants to bring your desire more than you want it. 
because it magnifies him. He's glorified in you. The Lord will give me a desire for something that I don't even want because I'm satisfied with him. But he puts that desire in there so that he can be glorified more because he's not glorified until we are receiving. He's not magnified until you are receiving the kingdom. And when he gives me a desire for something that I already have, then it's for somebody else. You see what I'm saying? It's somebody else's desire, but he gives me the desire for it because uh, he's given me the, 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 the understanding and, and the way to flow in it that I can receive it for somebody else, and then when they get it right, it comes. Listen, your desire has to come through somebody. It's coming from somebody's hands. I love Hebrews when it says Jesus came the first time to remove sin, and it says he comes the second time to remove sin's power or sin's residue. He comes a second time for salvation. Now, he appears a second time a lot in our lives for the purpose of removing sin's residue. Every time you suffer, he's appearing. Every time you're frustrated, he's appearing. Every time you're going through a change, he's appearing. He's on the scene. Listen, it's not nothing you did wrong. Just because you went to that position of suffering, you have not done anything wrong. Because when we don't understand it, grace is still in operation. Grace is still in operation. Because the Apostle Paul said there's great grace in there when there's ignorance. Because of their ignorance, God gave them great grace. Well, most of the time when we have great ignorance is because we have not yet come into the body of Christ. We have not been grafted in yet. So there's great grace that gets us moving into that place, that position, that somebody can say, hey, can you, 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 you want Jesus in your life? Let me pray for you. <clears throat> but I'd just like to challenge everybody for the next two months. Stay in meditation. Stay in worship. Bring thoughts captive and cast them out. Stay in meditation. Throw the thoughts away until grace materializes the very thing that you are hoping for. Grace materializes what you hope for. Faith keeps you believing on the substance, which is the Word. Okay, we're getting that, right? How easy can that be? Just to take some time each day and meditate on the Word. He told David he would prosper in all things if he just meditated in the morning and meditate at night. And everything David touched, he prospered in. And it was all gift wrapped with trouble. Amen. I've heard ministers preach that. 1 Peter 5.10, preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it, but never taught it or understood it. Oh, you're going to suffer. Then you're going to be perfected. Then you, what does all that mean? Come on, I want to know what it means. I want to have understanding of these things. Because Jesus said, in all you're getting, get understanding. Because if you don't get it, it's not going to do you a bit of good. You know what understanding means? You're coming under the authority of the Word. You're standing under the authority of the Word. Stop reasoning. Stop trying to figure things out. Listen, if you can't figure it out, God's already enthroned over it. You just have to come up under His authority, and that authority is meditating on the Word. You keep, you keep your eyes on the Word, and the Word becomes the authority in your life. And then God releases the spirit of patience. That's a spirit. You know what patience does? Patience is in between the spirit of faith 
and the spirit of grace. When you activate your faith, the spirit of patience opens the gate of the soul, opens the door of the soul for grace to come in and establish in the mind what's already resonant in the spirit. That's why the enemy frustrates us so much so we, we can't be patient because the spirit of patience opens up the way for grace to come. And stop getting angry with people and frustrated with people. It's just a test. You angry with somebody, dive on him. Just love on him. If you're frustrated with somebody, just love on them. Come on, that's all they need. And the whole time you're loving on them, your answer is going to come right out of their mouth. And some of us want to want to preach. Some of us want to teach. Some of us want to get in that place. Listen, if you hadn't gone through this rotation, in each each area of your soul, I I, I don't think I'd want to preach or teach because times are different right now. There was a lot of grace back in the days. I mean, God looked over a lot of stuff, I'm telling you. In my life, in preachers' lives, in everybody's life, he just kind of looked over it because he knew, he knew that the truth had not been revealed for us to change. The truth's here now, so we have no excuse. So when we get it, hold on to it and run with it. If you don't hold on to it, run with it. The devil's going to hold on you and run you. He'll run you crazy. He will make you crazy, and you'll still go to heaven. Yep. You'll just miss it here on the earth, living the kingdom life. Amen. Well, come on, let's give him some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.